When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the bag of tricks Mason Rudolph used to beat the Bungles bound to fail when the Steelers take on the rival Ravens? Your hint is, this isn't Halloween. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The Wildcat will not be the answer when the Steelers face the Ravens at Heinz Field for what could be a piece of first place in the division. And while I agree with head coach Mike Tomlin that the fragile Steelers needed to do absolutely anything possible to earn a victory versus the Bengals on Monday Night Football, the gimmicky offense full of tricks only served to show how they don't believe fully in their quarterback, Mason Rudolph. And this is a very bad sign, especially given the praise Tomlin heaped upon Ravens QB, Lamar Jackson, who will sure to be giving the improving Steelers defense fits come Sunday. Tomlin's off for Jackson, whom the Steelers were reportedly interested in drafting in 2018, wasn't just the usual coach speak to pour sugar on the opposing team. Tomlin rightly fears Jackson and all that he brings to that offense. Still, the Steelers seem more afraid of their own quarterback, Mason Rudolph, whom the Steelers drafted two rounds after the rival Ravens snapped up Jackson in that quarterback-rich 2018 draft. All those gadget plays to beat the Bengals were all about taking the football out of Rudolph's hands and putting it into the hands of Jalen Samuels, who did run the Wildcat to perfection. Hey, after all, the second-year Steelers running back did play quarterback in high school, so why not? But the bag of tricks the Steelers conjured to keep the wraps on Rudolph and lessen the fears of his mistakes won't work with the Ravens. Not only did the Steelers tip their hand, the AFC North rival recognizes the Steelers' scares in having a game rest with Rudolph, so they're going to force the issue to make sure that it does. The Ravens will look to shut down the run, bottle up the not-so-secret weapon of Samuels and make Rudolph gasp, throw beyond the line of scrimmage, something both he and the Steelers have been loath to do thus far. So what now, Randy Feigner? What possible game plan can the Steelers devise to protect the still-developing Rudolph this time around? That's the question causing plenty of sleeplessness in the Steel City, which could awake to a real-life nightmare come Sunday at Heinz Field as the dreaded Ravens come to call in the month 
culminated by Halloween. Tomlin hates to live in his fears, but he sure sounded haunted by the specter of how this game is stacking up. And of course, I have all the latest primal fears being expressed in Pittsburgh exclusively in the podcast and not in my Pen Live Steelers column. So let's get right to it. Here we go, Steelers. Tim Benz, writing for Trib Live, said the haunted Tomlin sure didn't sound like a coach whose team had just triumphed in a season-saving 27-3 romp over Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. Benz came up with a Tomlin thought bubble for what the coach must have been thinking. Quote, man, we are so desperate we had to resort to a tricked-up offense to beat the stinking bungles. What have we become? Unquote. Tomlin's actual words in wake of all the trickeration just to beat the Bengals weren't much more comforting for Steelers fans. Here's some choice quotes. Tomlin called the offensive game plan, quote, somewhat gimmicky in classic understatement, but he defended it as necessary because his team was in such a, quote, fragile state. Moreover, the Steelers' chances were better by limiting Rudolph's touches. That's what they thought, and that's why they turned to the Wildcat to take the football and the game out of Rudolph's hands. Here's Tomlin in his own words, quote, When you've got a young quarterback, sometimes you can assist them by turning a 70-play game into a 50-play game, and sometimes a bunch of exposure is not good exposure. So I thought it was helpful to him to chew up some of those stamps to limit his exposure to the defense while putting the ball in the hands of some capable men and produce some plays, unquote. So, hey, beyond that Tomlin thought bubble that Tim Benz dreamed up, he boiled down the state of the Steelers like this, quote, resorting to trickery is one thing. Feeling obligated to do so against a willful opponent who was also 0-3 is something more. That had to hurt Tomlin's ego. In other words, Benz continues, they are still scared to death of having Roethlisberger's replacement, a la Mason Rudolph, do too much. Unfortunately, desperate times call for desperate measures. At 0-3, Tomlin wanted to make sure he put his club in the best position to win. Therefore, the decision was made to catch the Bengals off guard, and it worked, unquote. That's all from Benz, and you can't argue with it, and I do not argue with it. But the downside is game plans like this work just once. So what now? Hey, Tomlin knows the gig is up, but he just doesn't know yet what the answer is going to be Sunday against the Ravens. Here's what he said, quote, I acknowledge that it could be very different from what you saw Monday night, he said of the game plan. Quote, the nature and the function of what the Steelers did versus Cincy is already present in the Ravens' offense because of mobile quarterback Lamar Jackson. So they're ready for it. They practice against it. They practice against Jackson. So trotting out the Wildcat against the Ravens is pure folly. Said Tomlin, closing the circle with Tim Benz, quote, you can't run it every week, unquote. And, of course, 
some in Pittsburgh see this as merely the beginning of a bleak time for offensive football in Pittsburgh. Longtime Steelers watcher William Lavender tweeted out this, quote, In all the years of watching the Steelers, my impressions are that they are entering a post-Bradshaw type of era once again. Weak offense, strong defense, unquote. Uh, watching from the sidelines, his arm in a sling, Ben Roethlisberger saw it a little differently, telling Ron Cook with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette this about his replacement. Quote, I thought he was awesome. He didn't just manage the game. He went out and won the game. He did everything they asked him to do. He made plays. He made big plays when we needed him to. He took a check down when we needed him to. He threw deep when we needed him to. He even lined up at wide receiver in the Wildcat formation when we needed him to. He did a lot more than just manage the game, unquote. That is Roethlisberger on Rudolph. And one saving grace against the Bengals and on Sunday, if there is one, is that improving Steelers D, which did show itself on Monday night. All those number one picks seem to be finally stepping up. And Ron Cook writes this for the Post-Gazette. Quote, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Mark Barron, Devin Bush, Bud Dupree, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds combined for 44 tackles, 6 sacks, 6 tackles for loss, 8 quarterback hurries, 1 interception, 3 pass defenses, 2 forced fumbles, and 1 fumble recovery. Is there any wonder the Bengals managed just 175 total yards, averaged 2.7 yards per play, and could have lined up all night without scoring a touchdown? Devin Bush, the latest number one pick by the Steelers, said this, quote, Everybody felt like they were on the same page. Everybody was smiling and having fun. I can't express how much fun we had tonight. A division win on Monday night. You put in all the work all week. You've got to have a good performance. You go out there and challenge yourself. So they were communicating, playing cohesively, and having fun. If you're thinking on defense, you're losing. You have to react. And Bush said he is reaching that point in his maturation as a rookie starting on defense for the Steelers. Quote, said Bush, I felt a lot more comfortable. I believe in the guys around me. I know I'm out there with 10 other guys who are going to play hard, play fast. We played super fast tonight, unquote. I agree. I loved seeing where this defense is headed, but I will say this. Doing that against Andy Dalton is one thing. Repeating that kind of performance against the multidimensional Lamar Jackson is something completely different. So I believe it is going to come down to Rudolph going downfield. And for that, the forgotten man, Steelers' number one receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, must get involved in the game. Now, will the game plan allow it? It's clear, according to Tim Benz, that the Steelers have basically asked him to dink and dunk, throw safe passes, create good down-and-distance situations, keep himself and the team out of trouble. 
but he's going to have to connect with his receivers. And there is some relationships developing, and I'm going to talk about that. But clearly, he has to get the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. It'll give more room for those underneath plays. It'll open up the running game. It will help solve the entire puzzle that right now is a work in progress that is the Steelers' offense. And Rudolph admits it. Juju Smith-Schuster had three catches for 15 yards on Monday Night Football. That is just not going to cut it. And why didn't it work? Well, according to Benz, part of it's Juju's fault. The Steelers had plans, of course, to get the ball downfield to Smith-Schuster, even in the Monday night game, he writes. But twice, Smith-Schuster ran a different route than Rudolph anticipated. A third time, Rudolph didn't see him streaking down the middle of the field, wide open, and Rudolph settled for a dump-off. So, you add up the last two games, both starts for Rudolph, and here is Smith-Schuster. Six catches. 96 yards, 76 of those came on one play against the 49ers. That means the other five have gone for a whopping total of 20 yards. Womp, womp. That is not going to cut it. That's what Ben says, and that's what I say. So, when are we going to see Smith-Schuster get free and prove that he's a number one and Rudolph actually get him the ball, which everybody says has to happen? Well, this Sunday against the Ravens would be kind of a good time for that. But it's not just Juju. A Steelers' secret weapon could just be developing in the form of new tight end Nick Vanette. He came last week in a surprise trade with the Seahawks, and he got right to work providing a safety valve outlet for Mason Rudolph That could be the beginnings of a great relationship and a great connection on offense. Daniel Valente tweeted this about these two. Quote, it took only one game, but it was easy to spot the natural chemistry between Mason Rudolph and his new tight end, Nick Vanette. When McDonald returns, that's Vance McDonald, the starting tight end, The Steelers are going to have two capable answers at the position, unquote. But in my opinion, the real breakout star that we're seeing develop is rookie receiver Deontay Johnson. One Pittsburgh writer known, he's starting to make a habit of making big plays. He caught that long touchdown pass for two consecutive weeks. The latest was that 43-yarder on Monday Night Football and it was the longest play of the game. Best of all, in my opinion, having watched him at Heinz Field on Monday night, the quick, shifty Johnson seems to create separation from the defender at wheel. And the Steelers, who have a pretty good track record drafting receivers, may have hit on another star. Now, Rudolph just needs to hit more downfield passes to all of them. Hey, I don't mean to be critical of the Steelers and their game plan against the Bengals. They did what they felt they had to do to win this game. And I cannot stress how important this win was. I was there Monday night. It was one of the strangest vibes I've ever felt at a Steelers game. The crowd was skeptical. They came in with a show-me attitude. That is, those who bothered to show up. There were some 10,000 no-shows for this game on Monday Night Football. That's 10,000 people who paid good money for tickets 
and decided they had better things to do than go and watch the Steelers. That is very troublesome, because the season is not even a month old. Imagine what December could look like at Heinz Field, an ocean of empty yellow seats, a specter neither the Steelers nor the NFL wants to see. But that's where we are in Steelers Nation right now. The Steelers fans are fervent, but they can also be fickle. They're accustomed to winning. They will not tolerate losing. And when that same rookie receiver, who I believe will be a star, Deontay Johnson, fumbled the football early in the game, a chorus of emphatic boos rained down from the Heinz Field seats. This was the unequivocal message from Steelers fans. Get it right. As the game wore on and the trick-or-treat field game plan unfolded on the eve of October, the crowd got into it. It was a very entertaining game, and it no doubt revives interest in the Steelers and energy among their fan base. The stands should be filled to the brim for the big tilt with the Ravens on Sunday. And as spoiled Steelers fans are wont to do, they will believe and they will be coming into that stadium expecting a win. As much as the odds are stacking up against the Steelers, they will expect a win. If it is a disaster, if the wheels fall off, if the one-time gimmicks give way to a frustrated, constipated offense that's bottled up at the line of scrimmage with the short passes taken away by the Ravens, yet Mason Rudolph again cannot connect downfield, this time Steelers Nation could stay away for a good long time. Those are the stakes. The Steelers brought out the trick bag against the Bengals, and it worked. Now they will have to bring the lumber. They will have to get those running lanes open against the tough Ravens' day. They will have to give their untested quarterback the green light to pick his shots and go downfield. They will have to show that Juju Smith-Schuster really is that number one receiver. And then the Steelers will have a chance. But to pull it off, it could just be the biggest trick of them all and that's your Steelers update for now download it every week wherever you download your favorite audio and of course log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news